Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. Imagine starting off in an entry-level role and working your way up within the same organization to the vice president chair. Our next guest did just as I'm excited to have Emily McGuire, vice president of ticket sales and service for the Denver Nuggets. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. This is great. Emily, first and foremost, congratulations. Brand new born, newborn, just getting back into the office. So I think it's a great way to start this podcast. You know, I know it's early and you have a five-year-old already, but how has the transition been and what is your advice as a whole for being able to balance your personal and professional life? Sure. Well, the simplest answer is it's impossible and it's hard (laughs) to balance anything. Um, But really my biggest thing is that I try to be intentional about structuring my day and, and structuring my week and, and kind of understanding when we're going to be busy at work versus when I can carve out more time for family. Um, and just understanding that that balance is never going to be perfect, but really just trying to understand what's coming up ahead so that we can anticipate it. Um, I'm a big fan of looking at the calendar, the week ahead, and then the month ahead trying to make some plans, trying to carve out time for family, also trying to carve out time for work and work events and things like that. And then really making sure that we've, we've made some time, you know, either for me personally, or for me and my husband that we can spend some time together too. So um, I want to make sure when I look at the week ahead, that I have something that I'm looking forward to and, and can anticipate in a really positive way too. You know, and and Emily, one of the things, you know, along the kind of personal professional balance, another thing I want to talk about, and we'll certainly get into your illustrious career, but is is you getting into this business and how it came about was very interesting. And it's actually kind of a hot topic right now of being able to like go out of your comfort zone. And so you grow up in Vermont, you go on to attend the University of Vermont, and you and your boyfriend at the time, now your husband, decides it, you know what, time to get out of the state. Let's just, let's just take off. Let's take off driving, which I want you to share that story. But you end up in Colorado, have obviously fallen in love with it. And so first, what's your advice to listeners on being willing to just go outside their comfort zone, be willing to get away from kind of their, their comfort of family and friends? Sure. Well, I I am certainly the person who thrives in routine. 
<laughs> and I like my safe space. And um, my husband is the one who tends to encourage me and push me outside of that comfort zone. So I knew that I needed a change. I knew that I needed to shake it up, but I wasn't necessarily the one being like, hey, let's drive across the country and let's just get out of here. Um, so it, for me, that's like surround yourself with people who are going to challenge you a little bit and who are going to push you outside of your comfort zone and, and encourage you to take, you know, calculated risks every once in a while. Um, cause that's really good. And then oftentimes I can balance my husband out in, in other ways too, but all credit to him. He was the one who was like, if we're not going to do this now, we'll never do it. And also kind of the, Hey, worst case scenario, we hate it. And we come back and, you know, really just framing it in that way, I was able to wrap my brain around it and say, okay, yep, let's, let's definitely do this. And now, (laughs) you know, I guess give the listeners a little bit of insight. Like it wasn't Colorado was the destination originally, right? We didn't really have a hard destination. That's amazing. Believe it or not. Um, I had never been to Colorado. Um, I had not been able to explore a whole ton. And so the idea was, pack up our things, hop into the car. Um, We would stop in Colorado first. We had some friends here from college and the idea was like, check it out. But if it wasn't a good fit, we would just keep driving. Um, (laughs) We were like, well, the next stop may be like Oregon, maybe Washington state. We had some friends kind of around and Yeah. um, yeah, the idea was just to kind of see what we felt like was a good fit. Um, but we absolutely fell in love with Colorado. Um, I always like to tell people it's like Vermont, but bigger, the mountains are bigger. The city is bigger. Um, there's more people, the sun shines a whole lot more. It's just, we just really love it. here. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, you know, I mean, it certainly worked out personally. And then as we get into professionally, it's definitely worked out professionally is you end up landing a job at the time in inside sales with the Denver Nuggets and Colorado Avalanche there with Cronky Sports. From there, your career has taken off as you've held eight different roles in the past 14 years within within the Cronky Sports and Entertainment Organization. So what do you feel like you've done to continue to work your way up within that organization? Sure. Um, the interesting thing about KSE is there's there are so many opportunities and there are so many paths that you can take as well and still remain within the organization. Um, I think for me, I've always been really interested in how does everything work? Um, and so when I was in sales and then started getting into leadership, it was all about how can I learn as much as possible about everything that's going on on around me and what makes the team click and how does everything work together? So as, as I was trying to absorb all these things um, in various stages, I saw opportunities to kind of step up and fill a gap, whether somebody had left a role or we had, you know, kind of a new phase of the team and, and there were new projects to be taken on. And I was just always in my boss's office or in the team president's office saying, put me in. I want to do this. You can trust me. I'm ready to go. Um, And, you know, I think I had built some trust and rapport and really good relationships with the people around me that they could trust that 
if I was going to raise my hand and, you know, go after a project or a role that I wouldn't let them down. And my commitment to them was that I would find a way to make it work and make it successful, even if I hadn't done that specific thing before. Um, and that's, that's really kind of, <laughs> I, I try not to be too shy when I'm, yeah. you know, raising my hand for that next role. And I think that's great advice, right? Is don't be shy. If there's something you want, go get it you know, take it full advantage. And Emily, certainly the organization has also played a big part in that and being open to no matter what role you're in, Hey, I'm going to raise my hand. I want to talk about it. So what do you feel like Cronky sports and entertainment, certainly the leadership team that delivers from a culture standpoint that keeps top producers like yourself there for such a long time? Sure. I, you know, really for me, it's the people, and it's the relationships that I've been able to build with the people around me. So it's the people that create the culture, um, you know, of, of transparency, of respect, um, you know, of inclusivity and, and all of those things. And that's really what has, you know, continued to stick me around with KSE is that I love the people that I work with. I love the people that I work for. Um, and there are always ways that we can work together to find new opportunities and, and new challenges. It doesn't even need to be a new role for me, as long as I'm feeling challenged all the time and, and feel like I'm learning new things. Um, you know, that's what, what gets me going every day too. No, absolutely. And so you, you kind of take off on your career. You start selling at a high level in the MLS with the Colorado Rapids, part of the organization. And, you know, after selling for multiple years at a high level, you decide to get into leadership. Why was that the right fit for you and the right path? Um, you know, I think and I, I kind of chatted about this a little bit as well. I'm always really interested in how things work and how things work at a high level and how to how to create efficiencies and how to create a really smooth running team. So for me, what I was really interested about in leadership was recruiting, hiring, training and retaining talent and how you could do that really at any organization and at any team in order to make the department successful. So for me, that was like, how can, how can we look at our staff and the existing staff that are here? How do we make sure they're happy and we can retain them for as long as possible before helping them move on to that next role in their career? And then how are we also going out and finding top talent um, to bring in so that we can be successful in that way too. So I think those were the things that attracted me to leadership off the bat. Um, what I actually then realized that I loved about the role as well, which is, you know, an interesting piece too, is the data and analytics and actually the, the budget structuring and the finance building and pricing of products, like those nuances and that detail on the numbers side of things is, is what I really love about the role now, um, now that I've kind of been in that position yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting, right? Because as you think about as a seller, like, oh, I want to get there and I want to recruit and I want to retain and I want to you know, train and develop and onboard. And it's like, that's still a passion project, but you, you develop that new passion of how do you combine them together? What is that data and that analytics and, the, and that opportunity 
to, to go so much further. And so, you know, Emily, you certainly worked your way up in the MLS with Colorado, Colorado Rapids. You ended up becoming the VP of sales and service there for almost three years before then transitioning over to the Denver Nuggets of the NBA for the last three years as the VP sales and service. And so I'm sure you get this all the time. We all do. What would you say is the biggest difference? Um, I love this question because it's, you know, you can go into, okay, the fan bases are different and the leagues are different and, you know, all of these different things. To me, the biggest thing was it wasn't about, you know, any of those X's and O's about the actual league or the team. Um, but the biggest difference was that the Nuggets were just in a different phase of their sales life cycle than the Rapids were. And so for me, that was just a different project and, and again, a different challenge. Um, I really feel like sales fundamentals and again, you know, building a team and retaining a team and, and all of those pieces are the same. It's a lot of those same philosophies, um, but I was really attracted to just kind of that new project. Yeah. Um, so the Nuggets prior to when I arrived there had done an amazing job at having hyper growth in their fan base. So they had eclipsed 10,000 season ticket members um, and were on their way to, to really shifting over to a new strategy of looking at every individual fan, every individual seat in the building and how to pair them together. So making sure you're selling the right seat the right price and the right product to the right fan type of mentality. And I was really interested in, in starting to dive into that and helping to make plans for the department for what we could look like five years from now and what that sales cycle looks like and how do we, you know, for all intents and purposes, make ourselves recession proof too. Right. So make ourselves, you know, stable, make the fan base stable so that if the team took off, we were ready. But if the team, you know, went in the other direction, we were ready to, and we were ready to, to insulate that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Emily McGuire, Vice President of Ticket Sales and Service for the Denver Nuggets. And so, Emily, let's get into three hot topics. And, and you know, start question one, selling sports is never easy, really, regardless of wins or losses. And, you know, certainly the Nuggets have played better in previous years, but still haven't won a championship. And so what is your advice to listeners on the value of running parallel paths, as you just talked about, but also selling at a high level, no matter the outcome? Sure. 
I, I love this question and it's actually, it's pretty timely, right? With the Avalanche, who is our, our partner team over at KSE, having just won the Stanley Cup. Yep. Um, my philosophy has always been, you know, it doesn't matter what the team's wins and losses look like. We're here to do a job regardless of that, um, of that outcome on the team side. Plus, we can't control it. So it's really difficult on that. Um, to me, what's so exciting about working in sports is that that can change really, really quickly. And so you have to be ready and prepared for the team to take off and you have to be ready and prepared for, you know, any kind of downturn with the team too. And one of the things that I love too is, you know, I, I think there's this perception out there that, oh, things just get easier when the team does better. Um, but you can't be fooled into that because you actually have to be the most detailed and the most ready, um, and on top of your stuff for when the team takes off, because if you're not, you'll miss out on massive opportunities. Um, and then the same is true for the downturn too. just have to be ready. You know, I was told early on in my career, that's like, you know, are you big wave ready? And that might be if you sign a free agent, if the team plays well, because we've also seen, you know, in this business that teams that all of a sudden surprise people, but their business doesn't fall in line because they haven't been running parallel paths. They haven't been building to, to set up for sustainability and scalability. And so, yeah, Emily, question two, you know, kind of going back to the MLS a little bit, you spent the majority of your career there. How have you seen that league evolve over time, especially given a decade ago when you were right in the thick of it? There are questions on whether the league was going to make it. I, I loved working in MLS. Um, it, it was hyper growth, sustained growth, and everybody was after the same goal. And so the team, the Rapids team felt like a family because we were all after the same goal. And then the league itself felt very cooperative and cohesive. And we were all after, you know, how do we grow this sport in the US? So how do we just really make it as powerful as possible? And I think with that, the league was able to attract a ton of really talented people. Um, and they still do attract a ton of really talented people. And I learned so much. So I think that for me was, you know, watching that progress and watching the league hit certain milestones was really exciting. And regardless of how your team, you know, was doing, it was exciting to be a part of the league um, and, and all of that growth. Um, you know, I think to look at the success that MLS has had now is, is pretty fantastic. All the expansion teams are doing so well. They're selling out brand new stadiums. Um, the markets and the fan bases are avid. <laughs> it's really yeah. a really great way to describe it. Um, and, you know, I think with the World Cup coming up this fall, too, there's just there's no better time to be a part of it. It's pretty it's pretty. Yeah, fantastic. That's awesome. And finally, Emily, question three within KSE there, there's so many entities, so many leaders for all, all of the properties and not just in Denver. Um, you know, how often are you discussing best practices and strategies and what are some of the similarities that all the teams can ultimately into, implement? Sure. Um, the easiest way to answer that is every day. We talk to each other every day. Um, and what's really cool about the organization is that I have four other ticket sales VPs that I can collaborate with all the time. And so we're talking daily about 
different strategies, brainstorming, you know, how to look at a certain challenge that maybe one team has and, and we kind of work on it together. Um, we recruit together. We do a lot of training across properties and across teams to share best practices. Um, and it's really like having a mini team bow, if you will, <laughs> on site. Um, and, and the collaboration is, is really amazing there. They will remain some of my closest colleagues, you know, in the industry, no matter where anybody ultimately goes. So I, I love that part about working at KSE. No, that's awesome. And Emily, what a great career you've had already. And, you know, as you think back, what's been your best memory of your career so far? Um, I love this question because I, you know, you could, you could look at games specifically or events that we've hosted. We've done all-star games. We've, you know, I, I was with the Rapids when we won an MLS cup in 2010, but I think across all of that, my favorite memory is the very first time that I walked into ball arena. It was Pepsi center at the time, um, in 2008 for my interview with inside sales and the, the closing, <laughs> my manager at the time was so smart because he walked me right into the arena and it was empty. And that was my awestruck moment. Yeah. And that was the moment that I said, oh, this is my career. This is what I want to do. Um, and it still gives me chills just thinking about it. Like walking into an empty arena is amazing. And that, and that's such, it's such great advice. I'm glad you, you mentioned that as your best memory, because I think a lot of times people get in this business and they get through the grind and the challenges and the struggles. And they forget that every day you're swiping in, like, this is your office. This is your home. Like how many times growing up, could you come into an empty arena? So it, it's such an exciting time. It's so cool. And I think, um, you know, I, I grew up in Vermont and there are no pro sports teams there. So being able to have that right down the street, is just so cool. And yeah, being able to walk in there and have that be your place of work is, you're right. There are long nights, there are long weeks and months and years, and you have to kind of sit back and remind yourself how cool this is. No, absolutely. Well, Emily, ton of great advice. Always fun to hear about your journey, certainly both personally and professionally. And so to close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Ready. If you could have any actress play you in a movie, who would it be? Um, this one's really tough. I, I think I'm going with Reese Witherspoon on this. She's not only kind of a a malleable actress, she can go from dramatic to comedy kind of thing, but behind the scenes, she's built this, um, media empire and the whole goal is to lift up other women in her industry and, and tell their stories and give them roles and give them jobs. And I think no matter what your job is or what industry you're working in, that is something to be admired for sure. I love it. It's awesome. What's the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Um, we moved to the mountains my family and I. So we lived in downtown Denver for about 12 years and just about a year ago pulled the trigger and um, we're now close enough to commute to the arena, but got a little more space and it's like the real Colorado thing. We love it. (laughs) Now you're home. That's awesome. Congrats. If you hosted a talk show, who would be your first guest? Um, Serena Williams. I think another powerful athlete, powerful woman. Um, and I was a tennis player growing up. So I, I love her story. 
Perfect. And to close it out, Emily, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Sure. Um, one of my my things, my my pillars that I like to stand against is focus on building relationships. That's internal, external, no matter where you are. Um, people want to work with people that they trust and that they know. And so I think it's really important to, to build that foundation and make sure people understand who you are as a person. And, and that will that will continue to get you places for sure. Yep. Yep. Um Number two is surround yourself with great talent. Um, I always like to use the analogy of building a department is like building a team. You don't need five centers on your team, even if they're MVPs, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I like that subtle plug. That was just a little plug for Jokic, little yeah, one. Yep. Um, <laughs> but you need diverse talent, diverse opinions, diverse backgrounds in order to make a cohesive team and a cohesive department. So surround yourself by the best talent that you can. Um, that also brings diversity. And I think that's going to make you as successful um, as possible too. Um, and then my third thing is be patient, but don't be passive. So I think you know, when you're looking at your career and you're kind of looking at what could be that next step, um, patience is always a virtue. Things will come and things will happen. And, and you just have to, to be able to be willing to wait around for the next right opportunity. Um, but I've always found that you can't be passive during that time too, waiting for something to just come around. You need to build relationships. You need to network. You need to keep learning and keep growing. Um, and you need to be prepared for that next job before it even becomes available, no matter what step it is. No, that's awesome. Couldn't agree more. You know, it's a, a lot of this and a lot of this podcast has been talking about the value of people and relationships and, you know, working around the right people. And I love it, you know, be patient, but not passive. And, and Emily, such a great career. Thank you so much. Pleasure talking to you. And I certainly appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you so much. This is really fun. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.